This is iFanboy Booksplode Roughneck by Jeff Lemire. This world's gone crazy. At least that's what the headlines say. Hello, welcome to my fanboy Booksplode on Roughneck by Jeff Lemire. My name is Connor Kilpatrick, and I'm here with Ron Richards. Hello. And Josh Flanagan. I'm here. And this is a Booksplode show we do every other month thanks to our patrons. We go to patreon.com slash fanboy, and they gave and they reached a certain amount of money. We hit their goal for adding Booksplodes and Talksplodes. So here we are discussing Roughneck, the latest OGN from Jeff Lemire, published by Gallery 13. I've never heard of them. Is that a, Simon is that and a, Schuster? Yeah, I was gonna say it's an imprint of a major publisher, right? Yeah. It's not, is it Simon Schuster? Yeah. So. Yeah. Good for them. I didn't even know he was working on this. I didn't even know either. And I was like, I was like, all right, let me check my contacts here at Top Cow or Top Shelf, get a copy. Wait, hold on. <laughs> uh, Lemire, Lemire has been a little. He's been a little prolific recently. Yes. Hasn't he? I think he's re-energized now. That he's back to focusing on his indie work of the kind he was first known for when he blew up on the scene. As Roughneck is certainly more in the vein of Essex County than it is, say, Superboy. You mean the yeah. rural Canadian hockey genre? <laughs> yes. Uh, and this is definitely more the Jeff Lemire we know than, oh, I don't know, Bloodshot Reborn. <laughs> so so he's been doing that. He did, he's been doing Royal City with Image Comics. He says he's stepping away from his Marvel work. If that means we're getting more Roughnecks or Royal Cities, I'm all for it. I, I mean, I, I will go as far to say that that that... This this is like I don't want to say a return to form because that assume that that suggests that he uh, was out of form, right? And I don't I don't mean to do that because I have enjoyed some of the stuff he's done, you know, over the past couple of years at various publishers and things like that. But this could have been another chapter of Essex County. Yes, and I was so happy reading it. So was I, and I was also like broken hearted but yes i was happy to read it because it was so wonderful but it ripped my heart out and stomped on it well that's what essex county did too yeah that's what he does that's what lemire does to you so the story of roughneck uh takes place in a small uh village in northern canada it's it's uh mostly native people and actually the only criticism i have from the book is i didn't know they were native people until it was said in the middle of the book yeah which did change how it all read once you knew that um, Were you supposed to know that, though? I feel like they, they he delivered that information later on purpose. It's sort of like all of a sudden you've got... Enough more context? Yeah, like it's like, oh, this is what we've been looking at the whole time, and this is why it matters. It's a choice, I think, more than a... I don't know. I, mean, I think it's just the consequence of black and white. Maybe. But it wasn't black and white. I mean, he selectively he selectively yeah, used color throughout color, this. Yeah. So yeah, so I I don't think you can lean on the on the it's black and white. I think that maybe yeah, I mean, maybe it is the byproduct of it being blue toned or whatever, black and white and not not then the flashbacks being colored. But yeah, I, I don't I don't know. Yeah, cuz it was the same thing where I had no idea there was a native, you know, I would say native american, native canadian um, yeah, first, influence. First nation, first people, first, first nation, nation, I think. Yeah. That's what they yeah. say in Canada. I think that it it added to, I mean, if you want to look at the, we're getting into it a little bit, if you want to look at sort of why the character feels alienated, I think that the whole time you're like, what's he so mad about? And then as you sort of get to that, then that's, you know, the, oh, that's that's another part of it. That's why. And he's yeah. and he's, he's half, so it means that, you know, he's double alienated. Yeah. 
the combination of the of the ancestral origins plus with his white you know caucasian father who was abusive like that's where you get the 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 gist of the character yeah first nation you know and the other thing is to me it's kind of interesting from i guess an anthropological point of view because the things that are going on between the the first nations people in canada are are different than sort of the things that we would read about say like in scalped it's 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 another like i've seen bits of it in stories here and there and so like there's a different kind of tension going on there which is kind of interesting because it's not something that we think of necessarily when we think of canada that often Right. Um, I was like, that's kind of bold to take on Jeff Lemire. And then I wondered, well, what does he know about it that I don't? And so I, I kind of liked that. So the, 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 the real top line story for Roughneck is, is, is the story of Derek, who is an ex-NHL uh, player, an ex-Ranger. And he is, uh, he was, he, yes. I don't, I don't know. I don't know that he was an ex-NHL. Oh, was he ex-NHL? Because yeah, they showed the flash track. Yes. Oh, it was NHL. Yeah, Rangers. you're right. I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Go on. Carry the on. story doesn't work if he's not pro. Yeah, he yeah. was an ex-Ranger who was more of a of thug on the ice than he was a skilled player, but he still was a pro hockey player. And uh, due to an incident on the ice, which we get to in the book, uh, he was no longer an NHL player, so now he's back in a small town uh, living the life of an angry drunk who once had glory. And his sister pops up on the scene, and then things go haywire. And I don't mean in a wacky way, I mean everything just sort of turns to hell. And uh, we slowly peel back the, the layers on their lives, why they are the way they are, because she has lots of problems too. And uh, as they come together, they try not to fall apart. I thought I thought this was this was great. This, this was this this was this was it was like I finished it, I shut the book, and then I immediately went to our Slack channel. And I wrote to you guys, God damn, it felt very satisfying. Yeah, Connor yelled at me to save it, but yeah, it really it felt satisfying. I read it in one sitting. Yep. It flowed. I mean, it's a thick book. I don't, there's no page number, so I can't give you the page count. It's probably up on Amazon, actually. It, 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 so it's a thick book. It's not. It's not like a. It's like Essex County was like. I feel like half of this size, but you know, it never felt. It never slowed down for me. You know, what I mean, like it, it read. It read at a good natural pace, so much so that I couldn't put it down. Well, he uses he uses a lot of big panels. It's 272 pages. Yeah, um, still, it's pretty formidable. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, he uses a lot of big panels. It breathes breathes really well. Uh, I, I too, when I went in and ride in the mail after we picked it, I was like, "Oh shit!" But uh, <laughs> it, I read it in a, in a couple hours. It wasn't uh, too bad. But it just it, it it. I mean, we made the joke earlier that this could have been chapter four of Essex County because that was very much Canadian hockey ennui. But this is deeper. It felt of the world, but not of the world of the world in that it's a, it's a an interesting Canadian community that I don't know anything about. And a small yeah. town way in the north where they drive around sometimes in 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 uh, snowmobiles instead of cars and or as as they refer to them snow machines. <laughs> so that delightful. is the correct nomenclature. Yeah, he took he took he took that snow machine. Were you, did you do an accent there for a second? No, I just said he took that snow machine. Okay. Very straight, straightforward, no accent. Josh, I don't do voices. What did you think? Of I don't this? do voices. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. It was very much in the vein of the work that he'd done before, and I was trying to decide if I liked that or not. But I know that I think I liked it more than when he's trying to do stuff that is not so natural to him. I liked that I think there were risks in it when you're talking about, you know, sort of the, you know, the First Nation stuff, and you're talking about these little towns, and it's pretty grim. And I thought, you know, when he first came on the scene, he was pretty young, I guess. Um, and he had, you know, he's 40. Yeah, yeah. So that would have been over 10 years ago. And in, you know, in that time, he's pretty much worked in comics all the time. And I, and I, I was like, where's he getting all this from? I found myself wondering that enough and like, how's he making sure it's authentic? And then not in a bad way, just, I was just thinking about it, like how, where, where he's coming up with this. 
and I thought it was really interesting that it was on like Simon and Schuster and just thinking about that stuff. And as I got away from the book, so I kind of breezed through it pretty quickly. And then as I've I've gone away from it now, we were getting towards this, and I was thinking about what I was going to talk about. I, I find myself I found it growing on me more. I don't think I was really blown away necessarily. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's a blown away kind of book. I mean, it's it's very very emotional, and you know, and the and the thing is like what got us about Essex County is that Essex County had a had a relatability and a tragicness to that to them to those stories. You know, there's a romantic tragedy within Essex County, and admittedly, it's been years since I've read Essex County, so I, I probably need to revisit it. But um, I got. You know, Roughneck was definitely made with the same ingredients, but I got the sense that Lemire is a much better creator now, and the yeah. new and the nuance of the story was this is like this is a evolved, graduated Essex County. Like if Essex County was like undergrad work, this is post grad work. Yeah, I'm um, wondering like, what if I go back and read Essex County now? What will I think of yeah. it? Yeah. Oh God, that oh, that second volume. Oh. But um, I, I think it'll still be great because what 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 made what makes Lemire so great as a graphic novelist is his ability to the the this weird magic that happens in the combination of his weird looking figures and yeah. the way he can draw sadness and longing and hurt and you know like all and even happiness and smiling and like like he he there's he has a, a very artistic individualistic style in terms of, of, of illustrating emotion and that used as not I want to say as a weapon but as a tool within the context of the story for me is just like a one-two punch that just gets you and like you know and wh- whereas this story is you know very specific small town this one you know ex-hockey player and then his sister who's addicted to drugs and and pregnant and with a bad guy and got a bad boyfriend who, who, who hits her you know like kind of this bad situation and he presents the that in the context of the present day of the story and then layers in these flashbacks that give you that eventually give you the context of who these people are and where they where and how they got to where they are and what they're dealing with and then you know, with the climax of the story, you get you know, kind of you, you get a you get a you get a happy ending. Yeah. You know, which which is which I thought is it was brave of Lemire as well too. And like you get, it's like it's quite we we often we often in our real lives we talk a lot about the stuff that we need to process and the emotional baggage and the stuff I need to unpack and the stuff we need to deal with. And very rarely do people actually deal with that. A lot of people just carry it. But in this story, you get this. You know, Derek, the main character faces the demon of his father and and channels it and deals with it in his own way while his sister literally faces the father she goes and finds him and faces him and deals with him in that way and you then later in the story find out about the first nation stuff you find out about their mother and what happened and how she tried to leave and the car accident and just like and it just and it, it builds and builds and builds and Lemire is able to also layer in visuals to just make you feel that as well too when he shot the moose and you you see the there's a moment when when Derek and his friend are out hunting and they shoot a moose and they go to the moose is laying on the ground and they go to address it and you just see like the blue and white kind of you know the the duotone of the majority of the present day of the book and then kind of the air leaving the moose in color and you see like a moment of the moose's happiness and like that was that was just a, that that hit me like a like like things like that just got me you know every thirty or forty pages there was a splash of color in, in the form of a flashback or in the form of a vision of happiness that just that just chewed up my insides and and you know you mentioned his yeah. art I mean he, even his happy characters are sad I mean yes yeah it really works his his art is I don't want to say challenging but it's very polarizing people yeah. don't like it people love it 
one of the things I love about it is that everyone is sad in it, and that yep. leads an emotional weight to the story. I mean, even even the smiling characters, are, they have sad eyes. And yep. in this story, it's entirely appropriate because this is a small town full of sadness for various reasons. And one of the things I liked about the book a lot was that the further you, you went through the book, the more you understood why these people were so sad. And for, at first you're like, okay, yep. this is why they're sad. And then, then you got further along, oh, oh, this is why they're sad. Oh, oh, this is why they're sad. And it's like anything in life. If you have bad breaks, they compound on you and you get to a point where you are drinking in a bar, picking fights just to beat on someone. I just found this completely arresting. I couldn't stop reading it. Yep. I also really liked the characters. They were really well-rounded and interesting. The more you learned about them, the more interesting they got. Uh, I really liked them by the end. I really liked Beth, and I really liked Derek by the end. I liked the protagonists. I thought the antagonists, like the dad was a little one-dimensional, and so was the boyfriend, like the, you know, Terminate T-1000 that was coming after them. Well, they, they weren't the focus. They were the device that led them to this place. Right, they were the the shadow in the background. It was more about these people coming to grips with the, with that darkness. They didn't need to be well, well rounded. Yeah, like I don't need to know the shitty boyfriend's motivation. You know, I just I just need to know that he's a threat that they have to deal with, and that and that threat makes you know makes Derek face his demon in terms of violence and how he uses violence and you know what, the the effect of his father and that sort of thing. You know, like they're 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 devices. You know. I love that he dropped this on us. Like, remember a couple years ago we had Mazzuchelli <laughs> drop that book on everybody, Serious Polyp? Serious Polyp, yeah. Nobody yeah. knew he was making it, and this just appeared. Well, I, 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 don't, I wouldn't go as far to say that, that we didn't know. I mean, they, someone had to have known it. I'm not saying it was it. secret, but I'm just saying it wasn't yeah. like it was well publicized, and all of a sudden there was a new Jeff Lemire uh, OGN out. It just yeah. sort of happened, which I like. Yeah, no, we I like that. a bunch that. of interviews three months ago. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, it's 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 funny how that works. It's like you know, and and like and Jeff has been doing, you know, Lemire has been doing, um, you know, like he did that book with Gore Downey from uh, tra- from Tragically Hip, the Canadian, uh, um, I forgot the name of it, but you know, it's like, you know, he's you know he's you know he's doing stuff other than the superhero stuff we've seen. I just saw in Publishers Weekly they have the announcement of of Simon and Schuster signing this in October 2013. Right. So yeah, that was the first kind of mention of it when they they got the rights to it. But I, I had I didn't hear anything about it, and I, I was working in the industry at that time. I didn't even I don't remember hearing. So he's clearly been working on this for four years, which you know would it's funny because I would much rather, you know, a book like Roughneck every four years than a year on Extraordinary X Men like he did, you know, where he's got walls around him and editorial and and stuff. And, you know, let him tell his own stories, you know, and that, that's why I think, you know, that I think that's that's one of the reasons like this room. This is like, yeah, this is the Lemire we fell in love with, all you know, 10 years ago. And it's also the Lemire makes him special and interesting and unique. Yeah. You know, when he's doing uh, Old Man Logan, it's, you know, it's, it's good, but it's not it's not like super unique. There's a lot of people doing yeah. Old Man Logan. This There's no one else doing this kind of story out there, at least right. that I'm aware of. There could be. And if there are, please let me know. Yeah. But so interesting. Interesting enough, I'm doing a little more. I probably should have done this research before we did this the show. But uh, this this Gallery 13 imprint of Simon Schuster launched is launching with um, this book with Jeff Lemire's uh, Roughneck. Well, that'd be why I've never heard of it. Yeah, exactly. And then and then apparently there's a uh, there's a a fr- American translation of French cartoonist Christophe Chabut's story alone, and then they're republishing a reissue version of Stephen King and Bernie Wrightson's Creep Show. Hmm. So interesting. 
but uh, I can't think of a better way to launch an imprint than with a with like a you know Essex County esque again return to form book from Lemire. I, I just I love this. It was I didn't know what to expect from it. Connor, you told me like, hey, we're gonna do this book. I was like, all right, cool. I ordered it, just sight unseen, and then the same thing when I got in the mail and saw how thick it was and saw the pages, and then started flipping through it and saw the use of color and saw like he was you know kind of doing some watercolors and all this sort of stuff. Like this, I don't know why this feels more right than Royal City. Or more right than you know than than even of the underwater welder, you know, like I, it, it's it's these kind of really emotionally charged personal stories that I think he does so well. There's so, no gimmick to it. Yeah, yeah, it's There's honest. No, I mean, like I think that he did Essex County a couple of times, and then he had the thing of like, well, what can I do and how can I sell it? And you know, also at the time he's working at DC and Marvel, and that's all about the pitch and the. Yeah. You know, and and so this is just like I'm gonna just do one of my stories, and it doesn't have to be a thing. He doesn't have to like he doesn't have to be the hook of He welds things underwater, but that's a metaphor, right? And it's a time travel thing, and all this sort. You know, like yeah, it's yeah. And I I think I think yeah, I think he's he's his best when he's dealing with just regular people writing about their lives and how they feel, and 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 this, these sort of stories. Like this is just I, I I love this one. Like I'm like this is this is a keeper. It's funny when we got it. Like you, I didn't. I just knew it was out. I didn't know anything about it, and I didn't even read the, the plot description. I just dived right in, which is good because when I went back and read the plot description on the book flap, it's basically a beat for beat the entire story. Yeah. Um, I don't know why they do that. I don't know why they do that. You would have several surprises ruined for you if you read this plot description on the, on yeah. the, uh, on the book flap. They figure that even people who are reading don't read. And then the people <laughs> yeah. who do, they, they don't want to be surprised, so they need to, they need to know what's up. <laughs> I love sad, scruffy, angry Jeff Lemire characters. I think it's funny because he is not that guy. That we know of. In, well, at least in appearance. He just looks like a very right. nice, normal dude. And every time we've, yep. we've interacted with him, he's been a very nice, normal dude. But all his characters just look like they've been punched 18 times in the face. And yep. they're really sad about it. And uh, it's great. And honestly, that's more realistic and honest than most stories. You know, like... You know, like the, his characters carry the weight of their experiences visually, you know, and then and then the the non-visual aspects of it are what drive that story. And 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 his connection, his ability to communicate, to convey that, you know, through it is I mean, again, it goes, you know, kind of as marvels of what, the you know, the sequential kind of comic story or graphic novel kind of format can do, because I don't know. I don't know if someone can write this level of despair and heaviness and weightness. They probably can with words. A, a talented writer, writer absolutely could. But I don't know if I would get the same emotional resonance or reaction that I would get by seeing it on the page the way Lemire does it. So you know what's interesting to me is that I've, I've been thinking about, you know, this is a guy who spent decades, say, more or less, in mainstream comics. And his visual style doesn't seem to have been influenced by that very much. At least in sort of big ways, meaning that you know his his layouts are all pretty similar. It's almost it's almost always three horizontal panels across a page. Sometimes they're subdivided a little bit, you know, but basically it's that shape. Most of his character interaction stuff is a you know chest and headshot yep. of a person who's center frame. There's just there's not a lot there, and and clearly at this point, like you know he's. There's no way he's not sophisticated enough to know that there's other things to do. So he's making that as a choice, which I find really interesting. And I, and I, you know, cause even we saw it all the way through Essex County, we saw it through Sweet Tooth, we saw it through other stuff and like, that's the way he does it. And it, it actually works really well 
because you get to the point when they don't do that, you know, and there's like the big color shot of a, of a hockey hit. But even that's really cl- up close and personal. There's no, you know, big epic shot. It has rubbed off on him. Superhero Comics has not changed his yeah, style. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm getting at. Like, he wasn't, he's not trying to do something he's not, which I find very interesting, which means that these choices are deliberate. Right. And, and what's and what's and what's funny is that when you do get the when you do get panels that move away from the medium shot or the close up or whatever, it's two pages of the snowy landscape and a small snow machine going by. Yeah. Like you know you know what I mean like they're, 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 he pulls way way back and and that 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 sparseness or that you know the 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 vastness of the full page of the snow landscape helps you. You know, it 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 fit. You know, like it's a loneliness. You know, what I mean, it's illustrating that. You know, what's going on in the story at that point? It's well used. Like he's he's he knows when to, he knows when to pull back the camera. It's not as often, but, but even he when he does that, it's still pretty reserved. Which yeah, is, absolutely. Yeah, like he's not trying to impress you with the art. He's like, no. and it, which is which is to me a very good decision in comic books. Is like he knows the main thing of the artist to tell the story, and so he's like, I know exactly how to do that with this stuff. Yep, and he's not. You know that you're not going to get to a um, Mateo Scalera type spread. In this. It's like he's not. He's like, nope, not that's not my game. Right. So uh, let me ask you at the end. Uh, he, uh, spoiler warning, right? Sure. Uh, Derek dies, right? No. No. No, he's oh, there. I, I, no, I got because what happens is that he gets beat up by the ex-boyfriend. He doesn't fight back. He's walking through the woods. Yeah, but he meets the dog that's been haunting him throughout the whole thing, and they walk off into the woods together. Oh, yes, he's dead. The dog is his is his is his is his innocence. The dog is his. Yeah, he's dead. Not, You're right, because she wouldn't be leaving to go to the fort if he was still alive. Yeah, yeah. Like, the what, dog was what, his anger, but yeah, the, the 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 dog represents you know whatever his father had made it. You know what I mean? Like the the barking dog and all this sort of stuff. And now it's the dog isn't barking. The dog is like they're all he's happy and they yeah. they meet together and then they go off in the woods. He's dead. Yeah, you're right. You're totally right. He's yeah. dead. Because originally, when he gets hurt, I was like, oh shit, he's dead. And then you have the black pages, and you're like, oh, shit, he definitely is dead. And then the next thing you see him, and you're right. But I didn't – because the last segment was all silent, I think I threw well, – except for two word balloons. I probably went through it too quickly. You're right. He totally is dead. Yeah. yeah. And it, tri- and it tricks you into thinking there's interaction with him, but there isn't. Yeah. And, na- and now I'm tearing up again. So. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I, I did think – I thought the, the best – the smartest thing about the whole book was, was the decision at the end not to beat the shit out of the guy but to give them a reason to arrest him even though it was sacrificing yeah. himself. Oh, I was – I was I, as soon as I realized, I was like cheering for him. I was like, yeah. yeah. yeah you know, like it was – that was great. It was – and like and what's funny is that it's a dual – like it helped it, – it took care of the, the boyfriend. It gave him the reason to arrest him but then also helped him come to peace with all of his inner – you know, like his uh, you know inner demons and, you know, but unfortunately he died but still. You know, it's right. the moment. It's the moment his head hits the. That's the thing. The moment when he gets into the fight with 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 Wade, and there's the two page. There's the two page uh, spread of him punching him, and then there's the pa- then there's a full page panel where his head hits the ground, says thud, and you you see from his ear, you see his little sister and his mother and his dad and him as a hockey player, just like when the moose died. Like that's mm-hmm. the moment he he cracked his head on the on the pavement, and that's what killed him. Yeah. 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 Oh God! Now I'm I'm wrecked. God damn it, Jeff Lemire. Good right. stuff. So Good stuff. Ratings. Ratings. I'm going to give it a 4.5. Yeah, I want to give it a 4.5 too, but now that I say that, I think I, I, I don't know why it's short of a 5. I'm going to give it a 5. All right.
Four. Oh. Wow. I thought you were going to go three, three and a half. All right, yeah. stick it, sticking with it. Well, I'm going to keep it. <laughs> I have the book. I'm not giving it away. Realistically, am I going to read it again? Probably not. <laughs> this is great. This is fantastic. I, I would, I would give this to someone as a present. Like, you want to read a graphic novel? Here, check this out. Like, this is definitely a, this is definitely one that I would recommend to people to, uh, to, to read because it just, uh, it's great. It's great. All right, so if you've read Roughneck, you can go to ifanboy.com. There'll be a post for this show. You can tell us what you thought of it. And next month, we'll be back with a Talksplode. That's our interview show that was brought to you by the Patreons at patreon.com slash ifanboy. And tune in next week for our comic thoughts on the Pick of the Week podcast. And until then, we'll be back. I'm Connor. I'm Ron. I'm Josh. Thank you. I just want to cry.